Brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining today. I am your host, McLean McGowan. Thank you for being here in this sacred space as we circle up together, no matter where we are in the world, holding this container through the Mother the Mother podcast, which I am so grateful for. Thank you for being here. Before we dive into today's topic, I just wanted to put out there Mom Club. Please look for that. The ongoing information that will be posted in my link tree on Instagram at Mother the Mother and my coaching programs. I have made the transition from in home doula work on to a new chapter of my life, which is fully embracing my coaching programs. This is a way that I can be at home with my kids as we homeschool and outdoor school through this portal of awakening, this portal of time where there are so many unknowns. And it's been something I've been wanting to do for the past two to three years, quite honestly. So I'm very excited for the opportunity to expand and to reach more people and to use all of the spiritual work and counseling that I do with my in-home clients, but to reach people wherever they are in their journey as a mother. You know, it's all one beautiful continuum, the, the place where... We want to start cleaning our mind and our body to get ready to house a soul all the way through conception, pregnancy, birth and labor, through the postpartum shift and on into motherhood. They are very distinct chapters of our lives, but they also are all part of our life. So uh, I love working with women through their entire journey and helping them achieve their dreams and goals. So please reach out to me at mclean at motherthemother.com if you'd like to know more, but you can also find that information in my link tree as well. And for any of you doulas out there that may be wanting some support or guidance through this time as everything seems to be shifting even amongst the birth world and the birth realm, I'm holding a couple of spots for doulas if you are needing some coaching in that regard as well. So feel free to reach out. I am holding those spaces for you um, on a first come first serve. So I hope that wherever you find yourself today for just a moment, you can close your eyes. You can come back into your body. If you've been with kids or babies all day, taking this moment to really feel into the places that have remained hidden today or that you haven't even thought about today. What is your heart feeling, feeling into your heart space, your heart chakra, letting the muscles of the belly release and let go, letting go of any holding in the solar plexus, feeling the sit bones deepen down into the earth, into the bed, into your cushion, into the chair, and wherever you are sitting or lying down, allow the back body to melt and release, completely surrendering down into Gaia, Mother Earth, 
letting go of the need to think, letting go of the need to control, letting go of the hypervigilance, allowing yourself to come into your own space, reclaiming your space. It might feel good to bring your left palm to your heart, right palm to your belly, your womb space, joining these two mega powerhouses of your body together with your breath through the palms of the hands. Feeling the length up through the spine, vertebrae by vertebrae, all the way up from the tailbone, the sacroiliac joint, all the way up, up, up through the crown chakra. As you feel the length and the levity in the crown chakra as it reaches up. So through your own body today, you are in actuality joining heaven and earth. And taking a moment to feel that, to breathe into that. And let's take three deep cleansing breaths if it resonates with you today. Please keep your breath long and regular pacing if you're pregnant. If not, we will inhale for five, retain the breath for five, exhale out for five. So we'll inhale through the nose. Really pressing any old stale energy out. Coming back to your natural breath. So per usual, I pulled an oracle card from the Earth Warriors deck, which I love, by Lana Fairchild. And today I pulled Hiyaka, Sorceress of Light. So keeping the eyes closed, if that feels good, keep your breathing going. and You can let this wash over you. No enemy shall defeat you, not by night nor by day, not upon the earth nor in the soul. You are divinely protected and empowered. You shall fulfill your destiny with joy in your heart and laughter in your belly. Play. Be in nature. Feel the freedom of happiness within you in this moment. These are your sacred powers, and with them you shall take every step upon your journey successfully, and nothing shall thwart your divine destiny. Ask for healing, mentoring, or assistance to support you now. This support will help you feel stronger and more empowered so as to deal with any challenge and be reassured that your spirit can handle it. There is spiritual protection for you now as you follow the guidance to explore conscious movement and creative self-expression. This can stir up old energy, releasing it from you and allowing vital presence to take hold within you. You are going through an initiation in which you will need to reassert yourself and your happiness and joy anytime it slips into the darkness of doubt, fear, or anxiety. Take time to dance, sing, drum, and affirm your aliveness and joy with courage. Become spiritually bolder in the face of anything that attempts to diminish you. Have faith in the power of the divine being, the supreme power. You are watched over by love. Hiyaka, a goddess of Hawaii, watches over the sacred dancers of the hula and the arts of chant, sorcery, and medicine. Hers is the medicine of light, sound, and the ability to penetrate the darkness of lower-level consciousness, which could overwhelm our sense of spirit, joy, heart, and inspiration, with defeatism, despair, boredom, and even terror. 
This type of onslaught from the darkness comes at certain times to those seeking to embody and enact the light on earth. One of these times may be when we are feeling strong and making progress and when we feel tested to sustain that higher level of being and awareness even through challenge. Another of these times may be when we feel weaker, more vulnerable, perhaps fatigued from a challenging time and just not quite able to summon the quality of joy on our own. In all such moments upon the spirit warrior's path of light, Hiyaka assists. Hiyaka's name translate as she who lifts darkness. He is from the lifting of the hip and Aka means shadow. It is said that one of the first things that a shaman will ask of a person who is plagued by demons or in our modern parlance, unable to summon the energy for their truthful fulfillment and sacred purpose in this world is, when was the last time you danced? Dancing, whether literally moving your body to music or symbolically in whatever makes your being light up, is a way to invoke aliveness so that we can tap into the joy that counteracts darkness. Consider what makes you feel like your soul is dancing. Make time and space for it in your life as a practice for sustaining and strengthening your spirit. Her wisdom reminds us that movement in itself can be healing. When energy becomes stagnant, we can struggle. This doesn't mean we abstain from rest because true rest allows energy to circulate through our being. This is why we emerge from rest feeling renewed and refreshed. Movement to circulate energy means flowing in relationship with our bodies, mind, and souls, trusting our inner rhythms. I love that so much. Thank you, reading. Hmm. So many things to speak to today. But the one thing I wanted to bring forward for any of you mothers that have birthed and may have heard this over and over as you healed from your birth or your birth trauma, or maybe you still are walking the walk right now. Maybe still you are deep in process. And a mantra that I heard after the birth of my first daughter was healthy baby, healthy mama, healthy baby, healthy mama, which on one hand is very true, right? The alive birth of a child is a huge thing to celebrate. Every birth is a miracle. And every birth where a mother lives is a miracle. And can't we do better than that? Here in the United States, we have a real problem on our hands. We are at the very bottom of the list in terms of maternal mortality rates. Add that, that women of color are three to four times more likely to die from childbirth. And the latest from WHO the World Health Organization, shows that in 2018, that if you actually lined up the United States against equally wealthy 10 other countries, we would rank number 10. So for all countries, our maternal mortality ranking is 55th, which takes us just behind Russia and just ahead of the Ukraine. Also, it should be noted that this finding came out in 2018. The last research study on that was nine years prior. So there was a nine-year slap where no one was updating anything in regards to maternal mortality rates in this country. 
And if you're pregnant, I ask you to please put a energetic bubble around you and baby, put your hands on your belly, protecting yourself from anything that may not be of service in your highest good right now. This is not your story. This is just statistics on where we are in this country and and just having a conversation of how we need to be better and do better. And now that we know it, now that we know better, we need to do better. And for me personally, you know, the word trauma is an interesting word and words are prayers and words have such meaning. And for me, it's up to each individual to play with, to work with how words show up in their lives. I remember the first time I was reading Spiritual Midwifery by Ina Mae Gaskin, which I love. She has some judgment against her, but I I really um, got so much from those books. And she was teaching that distancing from pain or contractions even was beneficial. So she termed contractions rushes. And I have a lot of clients that that worked for them. For me, it felt bypassing of my actual emotions. Like in labor, I felt pain. I felt a great deal of pain. I felt that using a different word for it didn't mean I wasn't in pain. But that actually really does help other women to use different words. So I always, always encourage pregnant mamas to work with words and see what actually works with them when you're doing birth rehearsals or birth hypnosis, et cetera. And even now I'm going through a really interesting kind of processing of words and changing my words. And as I type out sentences or even texts, noticing how it's easy to put things or to project things into a negative light. And so how can I just very simply change it into a positive light? And the energy behind it feels very different, but it's a balance, right? It's, it's like with everything, it's staying in the light and the positivity and also walking with the dark and not bypassing the dark because it's not really authentic if you're not acknowledging the dark. So anyway, that's just something to look at. But trauma, circling back to that, I didn't fully connect with the birth trauma of my first until about a year and a half later. And somebody said something like, oh, your, your birth trauma. And just hearing that, it was like my whole body could exhale because there were words for it. There were words to honor the deep well of sadness that I felt about how my birth went down with her. Yes, on paper, we were healthy. We were alive. I never felt disconnected from her, even when I basically didn't sleep for a couple of years, even when I was completely hooked into the flight syndrome and my hypervigilance that I already had, but then pregnancy and being a new mama just sent over the edge. I was still very happy and breastfeeding was going great. And I love my baby so much. And it was looking back still such a beautiful moment in time in our lives. But having someone reflect back to me that it was trauma actually was really healing for me because I could actually acknowledge it and then work on healing it. And I think what made it hard is people were like, oh, happy, health, happy, you know, happy, healthy baby, happy, healthy mama. And kind of like, you know, the I'm doing a motion right now where you kind of wipe your hands, you know, tidy things up in a little bow and and go on your merry way. And I posted this in a story yesterday. I was taking a poll of different questions about people's birth experiences. And I said, was healthy baby, healthy mama, a mantra you used to cover up your pain? 
or rationalize your pain or just get on with it. And the women that responded to me were like, ugh, fuck that mantra. And I resonate with you and I hear you. It's on a visceral level and it makes me cringe when I hear people say that. And I was talking to some of my doula besties about it. It makes us cringe. It makes us cringe when the OB says that. You know, my goal is healthy baby, healthy mama. It's just this kind of cliche thing. And yes, of course. I mean, of course we want that, right? That's the top level. We want baby living, mama living, right? Like that's yes. But what's under that? Because what I see constantly are women being traumatized by birth, especially in the hospital, especially with OB care, especially in non-white women. And let me just be really frank. I see a lot of birth trauma with affluent white women in Los Angeles, which goes to show what non-affluent non-white women go through. And that is horrifying. And and that don't have the means to get postpartum therapy, get acupuncture, get craniosacral, get the abhyanga, get the healing foods, you know, that are thrown out of the hospital and like have to make it on their own. And then that's impacting the rest of their lives and the rest of their babies' lives and then the rest of their babies' babies' lives. And you just see how this is so cyclical and why this is a national problem. It's a national crisis. And of course, I believe that there's repair always. And one way I think that we can do that is when our sisters, the women in our community, even if we're not friends with them, if we are friends with them, certainly, our daughters, our aunties, our mothers, where we can truly listen to women's stories without judgment, without cutting in, without trying to project our own birth stories onto them. And it's such a woman thing to do. And I find myself doing this often. So, you know, no shame or guilt am I trying to put on you. But, you know, we so want to resonate with each other. That's like someone sharing their story. And you're like, oh, my God, yes, I know when I was birthing, blah, blah. And this is my experience. But when you do that to women in their postpartum time, it shuts them down and it shuts them up. So how can you listen to mamas that need to vent, to need that need to process, that need to get it off their hearts. Because no matter what we do to rationalize treatment within the medical system, no matter what we do in our minds to rationalize it, the trauma is trapped in our bodies and it has to be healed through our bodies. It's not through outthinking it. So if you're someone that was told that, healthy baby, healthy mama, if that was your cue to buck up, to stop being sad about how your birth went or how your body was treated or the fact that you had a quote unquote crash C-section or were forced to have a C-section or were forced on the clock to get Pitocin and have all sorts of you know interjections into your birth journey. If that was a mantra that was used to quiet you, I say, let it out, let that go. And then what do you feel? What's underneath? What's under there that needs to be seen and loved and accepted? I know when I can really see the pain that's been buried, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to feel it. I mean, I'm a very stoic person. I don't like to feel those things. But if I can let them come up and hug them and let them be and let the tears flow and have resentments and have anger, you know, anger is such an important emotion to bring attention to what needs healing, what has been hurt. And then you can process it and then you can find the support 
you can find the healers to help you heal, to help you empower yourself in your own healing. And a lot of times, to be honest, so much of the healing is just accepting, accepting what you went through and loving yourself anyway. And as I always say, we only know what we know when we know it. I'm constantly still peeling back the layers of my first birth, my first postpartum, my second birth, my second postpartum. And that is the beauty of birth and becoming mother is there's always so many new levels to learn from, endless lessons. And it goes on throughout our whole life as mothers because our kids are always in different ages and stages. I mean, my youngest is three and she's had a really horrible diaper rash, which has been so gnarly. And I think it ended up really being like a yeast infection, just red diaper rash. And usually when diaper rashes don't go away in two to three days, it turns into a yeast thing. It's a candida thing or it can be fungal. But yeah, so the past four nights I've been sleeping in her room with her, which I sometimes do anyway, but in no diapers and underwear with you know the plastic sheet and then the other sheets and then blankets and towels and all the layers. So if she does pee during the night, I strip all those off and change her. I've also been waking up to put her on the potty, you know, and it's, it just continues, you know, or when you're, when your kids are sick or your kids are going through a big thing or your teenagers are going through a big thing. I mean, we're always in new stages with our children, but I think if we can really just take this dumbass mantra away and just know that yeah, we have we have different uh, expectations now. We have different expectations. It's not just healthy baby, healthy mama. It's time to actually demand better care. And for some of that, so for some of us, that will be midwifery care. I mean, me personally, midwifery care and OB care is quite literally night and day. I mean, I can't even kind of compare it. It's a completely different healing model and paradigm. Um, I don't even have an OB. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like that kind of care. It's not in alignment with my values and my value system and how I look at my body, how I judge my body, how I treat my body. I mean, I hope I never have to go in a hospital ever. I, I don't like hospitals. They are not for me a place of healing. Obviously there's a place and time for them. I know plenty of women that have had comfortable hospital births and do not want a home birth. And that's great. That's fine. But there's always just so much to look at, you know, like why, why wouldn't you want a home birth? Why wouldn't you want to be empowered with your own birth? What, what are you scared of? Are you scared of the pain? If you are scared of the pain, totally get that. It's fucking painful or it's really intense. I mean, for me, when my second at a home birth, which was just the most miraculous healing journey of my life. And at the same time, I thought I was dying. I just to get through the contractions, I was thinking of running the marathon with a busted knee, which I had done a couple of years prior. Um, and it wasn't even, you know, comparison to, in, to the pain that I was going through. But then after birth, it's like, fine, you know, your body is just like, okay, that's over. Um, but it's just so interesting, the programming of our minds our mothers, you know, hearing about just all all the information that we grew up with, uh, pain medication, just the lack of empowerment of women to really own and respect their bodies. And that's generations long, right? And again, there's no shame in however you choose to birth. What I'm talking about is just looking beneath the surface. I always am interested in the whys behind things. It's so easy to say, well, I believe this. It's like, okay, great. Why? Because blah, blah, blah. Cool. Why? 
You know, you can really boil it down and see what's really yours and what's actually someone else's. And that's how we learn to trust our intuition and our mother's intuition and our gut to really know what is ours, what's our own energy and what is someone else's. And of course, that's an ongoing journey, but it's a very poignant time to start doing that work when you're pregnant and really investigating who makes you feel safe and who makes you feel empowered and who do you think is really going to listen to you in the birth realm. If every time you go to the doctor, you are dreading it, you feel disrespected, you feel kind of shoved out the door, it's probably a good red flag that you need to switch doctors. And you can switch doctors up until the time you birth. Same goes for midwives. If you're not jiving with that person, if you don't feel safe, if you're hoping that they're not going to be the one on rotation, that's really good information to look at. Who do you feel is a professional that you feel safe with? Why do you feel that way? Why don't you feel that way? And how can you get the support that you really, truly deserve and want? And I always say with my clients that are asking for birth doula recommendations that I have, you know, a very selected few that I recommend is interview a handful, see what energy you vibe with. It's going to be different when you're in it for sure, because you've never, especially for first time mothers, you've never been in that realm before. You've never been in that birthing space, but who do you feel comfortable with? Who do you think that you can show up around and with your partner and in your home, if you're doing a home birth that can really um, be there for you in a non-judgmental space and help you through it? Same with postpartum care. I always say interview a couple of us. See what energy jives with you, you know, and you can always course correct. If you get into it and it's not a good meld, you can find someone else. There's plenty of doula work around, especially in Los Angeles. But wherever you are, whatever city you're in, I'm sure you can find some sort of different help too as you go along. You know, there's always space to reroute and repair and course correct. So another interesting statistic that came out from my poll was that Pretty much most people are still processing their birth even years later. And I think that's beautiful. I think there's so much power in that. There's so much healing to that. We're also healing the matriarchal lineage in our own family. So not only am I affected by the births of my daughters, I'm affected by my own birth with my mother, my grandmother's birth with my mother, my great-grandmother's birth with my grandmother, my great-great-grandmother's birth with my great-grandmother, we all hold that energy because there's that three-tier metaphor. My eggs were in my, like me, like the eggs that made me were in my grandmother because my eggs were in my mom when she was in utero with my grandmom. So we are literally holding the energy, the nutritional energy or deficiencies for generations, the spiritual deficiencies or strengths for generations, the emotional for sure for generations. It's deep. It's profound work. And there's so much to discover and learn. And it is the greatest path of the warrior to become a mother and to be a mother and to keep showing up. So mad props out to all of you sending love to your heart, to your womb space Please take really good care of yourself, especially now in these winter months, here at least in this hemisphere. Warm foods, warm teas, warm soups. If you do dairy, maybe looking into some raw dairy, raw butter. If you do animal products, maybe deepening into 
really high quality, you know, spend the extra money and maybe eat less of it. Grass-fed beef, if you do beef, make it grass-fed, pasture-raised, eating grass. Um, same with poultry, you know, really looking at your food sources and bone broth if you do animal products is so healing or make your own chicken stock, make your own broths, make your own seaweed soups, your own miso soups. Really love on your body because we are still in this wild, wild portal of time and it's not letting up and it's taking so much energy just to walk the path of a human right now, much less a woman, much less a mother, much less a mother of two, three, four, five kids. So please take care of yourself, your physical and mental health, emotional health, spiritual health trickle down to the rest of your family so intensely down to your babies. Prioritize your self-care. Prioritize slowing down. The never-ending to-do list will always be never-ending. So take care and take pause to put yourself first in the ways that truly matter. I'm always here. Please reach out. Any feedback, if you'd like to work together, if you'd like to learn more, I'm here for you. And I see you. I hear you. I love you. We're all in this together. Jema. Jema. Jema.